Hello and welcome to After Things. I'm Andrew Maine, joined by Mr. Bryce Castillo. Hello. Mr. Justin Robert Young. Good evening. Oh, our evening listeners um, are welcomed. Bryce, I understand that you have an article that you wanted to read. Yeah, I saw this article um, a, a couple of weeks ago um, that came out from the Neil, that from Nielsen Norman Group, and it, it talks about um, computer skills. Right, we're we're we are in a we're in a highly technologized highly technologic world. Computers and 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 high tech um, tools are available to us, and what this um, study found was that uh, uh, almost a quarter of people, a quarter of adults, um, cannot use a computer um, in what they described as... Uh, the Derek Zoolander effect. Uh, they, they described technology proficiency in different levels. Sorry, so they have 14% of people are, quote, below level one. Uh, a task of something that is below level one efficiency, te uh, technical proficiency is... Uh, tasks are based on well-defined problems involving the use of only one function within a generic interface to meet one explicit criterion without any categorical or, in, or inferential reasoning or transforming of information. Few steps are required and no sub-goal has to be generated. For example, delete this email message would be a below one, a below level one skill and 14% of the adult population cannot do that. What was the age for that group though? Um, uh, I, let me check, but I believe it's 16 to 65. It is, it is looking at, uh, young, yeah, but young adults would, to elderly adults. I know the problem with that is if you tell me, oh, 16% of the population can't use computers and like, well, 90% of those people were over the age of 60. I'd be like, well, mm -hmm. okay. Um, well, and so then you go on to say level one, right? That's below level one. Level one is a is uh, uh 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 is quote the the use of widely available and familiar technological applications like email software or a web browser little or no navigation is required uh involves few steps and a minimal number of operators for example find all emails from john smith is a level one task uh they say that uh and 29 of the adult population um, is and not do that. Can can do that. Wait, can can. Wait, yes. Only twenty nine percent of the population can find uh, or, all emails. Uh, 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 sorry, this is this is compounding. So twenty. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm I'm looking at the data on this in a very strange way. But, there you but go. Uh, twenty six percent. Twenty nine percent of people are firmly in level one. They are above level above above below level one. Um. Could you share the graph with me or the, the link? This one? Yeah, um, this is uh, a distribution by 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 country here. The USA is on the left, um, but but ultimately it it. But <laughs> I love it. The lowest level, the below level one, or no, it's below below level one is just can't use computers, <laughs> and then there's but, so, below one terrible, well, level one poor, level two medium, level three strong. Oh yeah, and, and uh, like, I, I wanna... uh, okay. I, I mean, I, 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 again, like, I, I, I know you've got some very good crit criticisms of this, and and I just want to make it clear before we get into that that I, it's not as, I, I'm interested in the concepts behind this, not just. I am too. Stuff. I'm too. But pull that chart. I want to show you. Something. Like, I know nothing about the data, and I'm saying that the, the, the like, I believe. I mean, it's just something I want to talk. Can you tell me what is 
what like who is who has the highest rate of nobody being able to use a computer? Uh, per per this graph, uh, that is Japan. Uh, with okay, with 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 approximately thirty five percent. Yeah. Two factors. One is have you ever seen a Japanese keyboard? For heaven's sake. Uh, two. Uh, smartphone heavy. Also, oldest. That is one of the oldest demographics on here. Yeah. And so. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think this data is, it's interesting, but without knowing how it skews by age, if you told me for 30 year olds, if you said we have a survey of 30 year olds, it'd be like, okay, that's useful to me because then I understand what is the, is there a trend? What is, what is the biggest reason for this trend? Now, sure. I, I, I will say that there is something that, uh, that is very serious and very relevant to our modern world for which data like that is very valuable. And that is where solutions, especially in a post pandemic world uh how much we should be relying on computer specific or online specific solutions like right uh i was thinking about this today uh on wednesday the federal government is going to put up a website where free covid tests will be sent to you four per household but while for folks who are <laughs> above level three or whatever that is, which I, I presume was defined by being able to do something more complex than searching for emails. Mm -hmm. uh, you are self-selecting on that. Like, like there, there is only so many people that are going to a be up on the news enough to know this thing exists. B have the internet. C feel comfortable enough that they want to go online and put their address in to any kind of, of thing and then have, the technical proficiency, which we might, especially if you're listening to this podcast and you are downloading a uh, downloading a podcast and <laughs> listening to it, uh, that we find to be very, very, very rudimentary. I, I, I do think that we we should understand exactly where our tech literacy is before we start trying to solve large problems with online only solutions. Yeah, I, and and that that's my reason to bring this up not this specific, uh, i mean i i also wish i knew more about the age because you're right andrew like that is a big part of it but i think that that doesn't change uh uh i i think that's important to know in terms of age but i think it still uh, it's it still seems like reliable data about that a that age cohort um today and and it, it it i don't know reading reading this article and we'll have it linked in the show notes um uh, just just made me go oh yeah you know like uh, you know it, not just in terms of accessibility for 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 folks who may be differently abled but just general computer literacy like you do need to make it we need to make things much more simpler for 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 people or we we cert not maybe i don't know we should we can there are still ways to go there's still space to go on making things simpler or this easier for um for 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 people to get things technologically okay. done two things uh yes and uh this study is five years old okay um which is a big factor in, in the smartphoneization of how things have implemented there i i know of several very successful people who don't use computers at all mm -hmm. right and and maybe they do they, they maybe do a mobile device for a phone and maybe that got them into texting and stuff but there are some very high profile successful people who manage to not use this one of the things that's sort of funny is that like you know, sometimes you'll see we, you know, about six, seven, maybe 10 years ago, we got exposed to sort of a bit of like actor naivete when you realized a lot of actors didn't know how Twitter worked or Facebook worked and stuff and seemed kind of rather silly because you realized, oh, 
yeah, this person never sent an email in their life. Like they never had to do that because somebody else always did that for them. And like, man, they're really alien and strange. I, I do think we, we, I, I'm very much a believer in computer education, computer skills and making the barrier and entry very easy. It's one of the reasons that when I can ever, I can do hackathons and teachathons and stuff. I love to do that stuff because I enjoy teaching and communicating because I think these skills can be super, super empowering. That being said is, uh, you know, I, I think everybody should have the opportunity to be able to read books, but if you don't want to read books, you don't have to read books and, and it doesn't make you less of an intellectual, less of an interesting person. And perhaps some cases we talked about before, like, you know, like I was like in my Twitter sphere, I was surprised that people I followed, you know, didn't know the same things that I knew that I perceived to know that I thought I knew about the state of the world and stuff because they weren't listening to that. And when we are be very, you know, when we're, when everything comes to us through Wikipedia and comes to us through our screens, it does narrow our understanding of the world. And and there are some people I've known of at least two people that were extremely successful, highest point of success you could imagine, either CEOs or politicians that were probably dyslexic or whatever and did not use really computing devices the way we do. They were extremely social people, though, and the thing they used, their, me their medium was the phone. They were yeah. on the phone eight hours a day talking to people and networking, and they under they could tell you more about what's really going on in their circle. And that's the thing I think about. Like, I know more about what's going on in the world than I do other than my friends or family when somebody posts a text. So yeah. I would say that I would say that I would say that what scares me would be the person the would be people not having the skills to be able to do use some elect networking of some kind of electronic form, whether it be the phone or computers. Yeah. And I, I don't I it it, it it that that just mean I don't know that that makes me recalibrate and and think about how I approach things differently you know like I I do marbles and marbles is meant to be as simple as possible but at the end of the day like you have to be on Twitch you have to have a Twitch account you got to do the chat thing and that's yeah, not that yeah, difficult yeah, yeah but, you have to you have to either via the internet on a desktop and direct your browser to this website you or, or have a smartphone and download the app or go on it on your mobile browser. Like, yeah. uh, uh, there, like there's a lot of barriers to entry before you get to the point of like, it's super simple. Just in the chat, use a, a, a exclamation point play or whatever. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, I just, I, I thought that was, was, a, well, an interesting sort of centering idea whether but, or not this is old whether the data no, is whatever no, I, but I, I think I, like it's it's just a, rem a reminder that like we we operate on a different I, technological level of comfortability 100%. that a lot of people like i grew up with computers and a lot of people did not and that that will change over time but there's that doesn't mean that we get to leave those people behind either I did a I did a talk at a conference in Colorado, and I was talking about writing. And then this twelve year old kid raised his hand. He says, "Like, hey, uh, you know, was asked me like if I had any suggestions for software for the phone." And I said, "You can you can write on your phone." I said, "I've written something on your phone." I said, "You know, but like, can I get? But you know, you can just open up Google Docs on your computer." And he's like, "He's like, I don't, I don't have a laptop, right?" Which you know, a lot of kids. And this is a kid that even most kids in schools have access to laptops. I don't have a laptop. Talk to him a bit. And then his uncle was there and I realized this is a kid that his parents had like split up and he kind of was living between homes and stuff in a really, you know, rough situation. And I was a thing I just knew took for granted. Long story short, he got himself, he got a laptop after that. But point was, is that it was just, I just, you know, 
assumed, you know, like, oh, well, anybody has access to this or whatever. Here was a kid that wanted to write, wanted to do this, was only confined to his phone. And then, you know, um, you you don't think about that. And Bryce, your point, like, yeah, you just don't think about this is a kid that's in the cracks and the system and whatever. And so, um, yeah, you know. I mean, I was talking about this with somebody else about gaming the other day as well, just because, you know, the the online and the, the digital revolutions have have made it so much easier to make stuff, but gaming is still kind of a little out there. But uh, between, I don't know, I think about the way that I interact with people on daily and and seeing this article made me kind of just realize like, oh yeah, well, like I, you know, have home internet and I have mobile internet and I pay for for these apps and I pay a phone bill and um, that, that stuff adds up. And... Uh, it, it, I I don't know. I I think that um, there's there's a there is a gap there, right? The the uh, digital divide or or what have you. The, yeah. There there's a gap that we still aren't fully all the way there yet. Um, and not it, not in not that we're like in the Stone Ages, but because I think it's a, it's I, an idea that we can get even further with the it, technology. It's getting easier. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. I remember. My parents pre-iPhone, my parents post-iPhone, pre-iPhone. Like, what do we need an iPhone for? What do we need an iPhone? Post-iPhone. They're always on their phones. They're, they're as bad as teenagers about this. And once the need was there, there was stuff. The market was there. You know, like iPhone's there. But, like, you know, you can get you can get a great laptop, uh, you know, tablet for 99 bucks. You can yeah. get a pretty good – you can get a computer for $200, $300. And that's what, you know, I, I bought for the kid this netbook, this, like, this, you know, Chromebook, whatever he could use. Mm. And it was, I didn't feel bad that I cheaped out and not getting him something fancier, but for him, it was fine. It was perfect. And like, those things are out there. And that's the sort yeah. of thing where, but for people, and the reason I brought up the elder thing is part of it is because they can be disconnected. It's not like they call their friend. Like if I'm like, if I want to learn more, if I want to, oh, I got a PC, Bryce, what do I do, do for steam? I call you up and you're going to tell me what to do. If I'm elderly and I don't have that network, that's the problem. That's what I'm saying. Knowing where these people are, is it income? Yeah. Is it elderly? Is it both? It might be low income and it might be older people. It might be those two groups. And if we know where that is, we can say, okay, what can we do? You know, number one, low income person might have access to a cheap device, but maybe they don't know where to go or who to go access for, or maybe they know people, but they can't afford it or whatever. And et cetera. It's like, okay, how do we solve that elderly? It's like, do you go to, do you say, oh, you know, if we want to help that, like, you know, do you go to retirement homes and do computer literacy? You know, do you teach classes on that? Do you do yeah. stuff like that? There could be, I mean, libraries do this. A lot of library systems do stuff like that, which is great. So, yeah. And, and I, like, I think those are both very plausible demos that, that, that take up this space. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That was, that's, that's I, an interesting and I look at, recalibration. Oh, I look at, like, I, you know, five years ago, I did en- only did enough to like put up a WordPress site or do whatever else like that. I barely did that. And then now, like I, you know, as you know, I jumped full in and now I'm like very, I think about things like the way I think about solutions and stuff is very different from before because not just how to use a computer, but how to code. And that's a sort of thing too. When you think about, oh, I know how to solve that problem because oh, I know this information's here. I just use this thing to do that. And it is but you also get into the point where you have the tools, but that you don't have any more ideas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like what do I do with it? I, I, this is my, my regular pitch. Like I encourage anybody listening to this who is slightly curious in learning to code, learn to code, start with JavaScript or Python. 
I say Python because it's very easy to use these Colab notebook, Google Colab and go do a notebook and you don't have to install anything. It just works in browser. JavaScript is great because it runs everywhere. You can build anything on it. So those are, and I get people like, oh, you should learn code. I'm like, I will, I'm adamant about this. Like start, if you want to start long language, start with JavaScript because you can do a ton of stuff with it. If you just want to mess around and, you know, like, ah, make things do stuff and maybe do cool data science stuff, make Python's good. But yeah. it is so accessible. It is so accessible. Like everybody listening to this, you're 30 seconds away from having a window open and being able to code and do something and seeing something happen. Yeah. Well, speaking of, I'm assuming this is made in some form of JavaScript, but speaking of web apps taking over the world, can we talk about Wordle? We can. Can we please talk about Wordle? Yes. Uh, Yes. If, if you don't know Wordle, I I feel like I had a really tough time explaining this on Great Night last week. Yeah. Um, Wordle is a is a daily word game. Yes. Every day there is one secret word. Uh huh. A five letter word. A five letter word, and you go to the web page. You don't log in or, or sign up or anything. You just go, and you guess. You guess what the you have six guesses, uh, to guess what the word is, and, it, and when you make a guess, it tells you. Which letters are in the right place? Yeah. Which letters are not in the right place? Which letters are not? It the does world. not have a lot of instruction on it. Uh, it uh, it's got a how to play that usually should pop. Well, up. I don't know what level my mom falls under, but she was she was <laughs> uh, 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 frustrated and confused by uh, the 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 interface and what she felt was the lack of of uh, uh, of, of of instruction. Instruction. Interesting. That being said, once you get through one play of the game it it, it becomes fairly clear yeah. if you've played mastermind it's basically mastermind it. yeah so so effectively you take a guess at a, at a five letter word and there are some strategies as to what better guesses are what what uh, uh i tend to do is try to find something with a lot of vowels in it so you can at least kind of uh nail down what what, what the vowels are going vowels to be are, yeah. uh, or what they're not and then at that point, you are just taking the information gleaned, and uh, uh, and and by the way, even if you get nothing, uh, you would now at least know what isn't in the word. Yeah, and uh, you can go from there. But but I think what is made it a, a phenomenon is that every day there is one word. And everybody's everybody playing the same thing so much in the same way that like the New York Times crossword puzzle is is a coup, uh, you know, a social coup of like, oh, did you get blank? Uh, this has the same thing. And it was very, very smart that it made a, a little quick output of uh, it's emoji of, of, of emojis that you can either text your you know friends and family or uh, put up on Twitter. It has a very easy share function there i was sharing you the google trends for wordle and it kind of tells you everything you need to know uh yeah um um yeah it turns out look turns out mostly hot uh right now <laughs> and look at look where look where uh let's see the district of columbia Ooh. <laughs> number one though what's number one the district of columbia um uh, it changed for me. I got Vermont was number one for me. Vermont, oh, interesting. It's number three for me. Uh, but uh, but it, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like in two different servers that I'm in, they've like made uh Wordle channels, text channels, so people can just talk about Wordle. It's 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 neat, and I I think part of what makes it 
a really interesting case study in 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 success for for creative work online is it's it's a, just a dead simple app that gives everything dirt away. Dumb. Dirt dumb. It's, yeah. It, there's no ads. The creator said he's not going to put ads on it. There's no subscription thing. There's not even an app. It's all based on the web. So uh, you can do it wherever and whenever on whatever your device is. Um, I I don't know. I think that it's it's very freeing to see something cool like this just given out to everybody. Like there's it has it very much has it, like some thing. some old internet kind of vibes to it. Uh, the same guy who did this is the man who did the the Reddit button. The button, oh, the button that it, yeah. like had to be pressed or, or w- would continue to exist if somebody pressed it once uh, uh, within a 24 hour period that he put up on Reddit. The man certainly knows how to draw a crowd on the Internet. Uh, uh, this story uh, behind Wordle apparently started out as like a thing he was doing for his wife. He wanted to give his wife a, a, a fun thing to do every day. Uh, so. You know who knows how much of that is concocted, but my 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 my, my cynical uh, uh, mind aside, the product's great. It's really fun. It it's immediately understandable. People get it, and boy, do people love sharing how fast or how slow they 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 got their wordles. I mean, it dominated my Twitter almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. Have you what's your have you played it, Andrew? What's your experience with it? Well, yeah, first time through, I didn't understand it because I didn't bother reading the instructions. I screwed up. Then once I got it, I played it and I slay at it. Um, uh, It is, uh, to Justin's point, like, yeah, the narrative is like, oh, he made it for his partner and da-da-da. Like, it's cool. And like, why do people make narratives like that? I don't know. So you get New York Times headlines, like, Wordle is a love story. Sure. (laughs) Like, yep. I, yeah cool. again look i i don't i don't want to I, 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 I it's very easy to sneer uh, uh but the guy knows how to draw a crowd <laughs> I, 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 that's all yeah. i will do is to salute the man knows how to draw a crowd on the internet uh uh so I, so so cheers i will say it reminded me a lot of the flappy bird phenomena to the point where it makes me think it will disappear in two weeks it's um, gonna disappear flappy bird was a fidget spinner on a phone yeah, sure. And the, the circumstances are not the exact same, right? The Flappy Bird person had, I don't know, the Flappy Bird person got a lot of attention and then took it out because of the attention. That also had a weird, you know, because he was in Vietnam, right? And there was like yeah. a weird government thing. It, and he was like using Super Mario assets and like a bunch of yeah, questions. Yeah, that, was, that was an odd thing. The one thing I'll say about Wordle is that like it very much scratches the same itch as, as things that are, you know, around for a while like word puzzles are very very popular this uh certainly is about as cool as you can update a a word puzzle in that it's a it's very quick mm-hmm. uh it's it's fun it's addictive because you can't play it all day you can't burn yourself out on it uh uh it has done a very very i i think that emoji solution to me is 80% of its success Absolutely. The fact that there's the social proof of, oh, I want to like it's it's just a manageable enough challenge that you want to take it on. But it is substantial enough that you feel good when you get it or you feel frustrated when you don't. And then you can just go ahead and roll it on back the the uh, the next day. So, yeah, and, I, I do think mm-hmm. it'll wane in popularity. 
mm-hmm. probably. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's got of all the random internet things. I, I think it's, it's, you know, word puzzles are popular. People like that. It, and it's amazing because like we had the number of Oculus quest headsets that were sold the people activated in the last month is insane. Like more Oculus Quest came online than existed before. Something's like the huge, huge optic. And I don't, I'm not in tune with the zeitgeist of the world, but the one game that I've heard everybody talk about is F and Wordle, a thing that you could have yeah. made 25 years ago. Yeah. But though the environment at which it got traction didn't exist, sure. to be sure. For game designers out there, what's the lesson? Just make something fun. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, I think that Wordle did buy itself a lot of leeway by not doing a sign up, by resisting the temptation to say, like, all right, well, let's get all the, the data and the accounts. And, and uh, you know, they're able to track, I, guess, I assume, via IP, uh, uh, IP and, and, and Mac, MAC address, like that, you know, it knows that I've played however many days in a row (laughs) on my phone when i think it just does that with cookies because okay if you play on your computer it won't have the same it won't have the same thing yeah and yeah you can do that cookie or web storage okay yeah uh it was a weird thing i did not realize this in ios you know how you can take a web page and make it an icon on your home page yeah right that when you press that is not safari or the cookies john gruber mentioned this but the the cookies for that uh page yeah. are separate from your safari cookies so if you have a wordle app if you have a wordle applet. icon yeah. applet the cookies are not the same as the browser and so it doesn't keep your streaks and stuff uh, which so is you very have to strange. always play on the thing that you want to have it keep if you if, if that stuff's important to if you yeah. if you're like i don't know how long have i been playing this game it's also a good sign that there have been uh derivative games pop up there's a there's a Spanish language one that I've seen that some friends play Wordle uh, ES. Um, there's Swerdle, which is only four letter words, and they're okay. mostly <laughs> naughty words. Yeah, um, and I think that's a sign that that's a sign of something that has got traction more it's than a, just the one that's hit wonder. A, but, yeah, rubberneckers, ambulance chasers. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that 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 shows that there is enough popularity to go around that 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 people want to scratch that itch. And I would say it only probably is driven upward by the fact that you can only play this game once a day because it's just one word. Yeah, it uses local storage. I'm just looking at this, the JavaScript in here. Oh, um, nice. so. Saving yeah. it inside your local storage, uh, which is why you can't. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Bryce, our host of a show where people literally watch gravity work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, literally, it's gravity. Everybody have a good, I have a game. It's called Gravity. We watch things fall on an inclined plane in a curve. Yeah. You got to have a curve. If you don't have a curve, what are you doing? You're so bucks derby. Yeah, right. you got it, it, But it's it's we are. It, you never know. Like in good games, are good games. Tetris is still a fun game. Like yeah, the number I was showing my girlfriend, my fiance, kind of. Yeah, I was showing right. her. I was we're flipping through and I'm showing like a bunch of games, like on the Apple Arcade, whatever. I'm like, half of them are using eight bit style graphics. Half of them why and like why is that? It's because it's like. It's not just, oh, it's just stylish or whatever. Our brains fill in the rest of the information. 
And it's like, why, why is Mickey Mouse a good caricature? It's enough information to do that. It's the right side of that valley to give you information and detail. And it's its own, you know, I'm, I'm in a game mode. I am in a game world or whatever. And, and these things work really, really well. And so it is, I, I'm all for pushing the ed edge. You look at like NVIDIA's doing with like really crazy cool graphics and capabilities here. Yeah. You know, OpenAI, what we've done with like codecs and our ability, like, you know, when people start putting codecs in a game engines and stuff and the idea they'd be able to write games just by describing them is cool. But at heart, it's all about gameplay. Like a I'm, a I'm a storyteller and I admire games because gaming is a different game design, different skill. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I forget where I saw it. It was somewhere on Reddit and I forget what the, what the prompt was, but somebody was talking about games and what they liked about them. And the top voted comment was their priorities for a game are for them was like story mechanics, graphics, and whether or not you would put mechanics before story is up to you. But I do think that we are going through an era of like, all right, look, if you're trying to do, you know, the higher end of graphics, you better have a team and, 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 and money. And, and, and it is just a different world than just saying like, Hey, do you have a good mechanic? Do you have a good idea? Do you have a good, uh, uh, do you have a good story? Oh, damn. Like, what? Oh, don't look at the JS. I just found all the words. Oh yeah. That was a big thing is, is all of the words for Wordle are just stored in the JavaScript. You could just find them. Yeah, which oh. it's a game based upon, sorry, it's a game based upon good faith. Like, why cheat at Wordle? You know, like, there's no point to it. And I'm just looking at here and I'm like, oh, didn't want to know that. So wait, does Although it have I'm the word have a... the word list? Yeah, or it does has it... the word list and what days each word will be. Oh, well, it's not gotcha. literally, literally, I just looked up, I said, I just Googled, I mean, I did a search for one of the words and it popped up. And right before it was the word from yesterday. And the word before that was a word for yesterday mm. before. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so you could figure it out if yeah. you wanted but but no, I think you're right, Justin, because, you know, uh, uh, I've, I've got a clip of it here, but uh, they like they put out this really f fascinating Matrix demo on the Unreal Engine on the PlayStation. Um, and it's like part live action, part um, real time uh, CG or uh, not CG, but just, com well, I guess, computer graphics, but real time yeah. uh, uh, graphics. Um, and, and then they open it up to the sandbox and you can actually fly around the city and drive and all sorts of stuff. And that's cool. Like the, the, un, it's very cool to see the unreal engine push, 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 push further, but push the limits. Yeah. But you know, at the end of the day, what you do in that demo is you, uh, uh, hold the button when it says that you're shooting the right people until you're done shooting the people. And then you fly around an empty, uh, a, a city with nothing to do. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's the thing is like, you know, if you look at the rise of indie games, the rise of mobile games, the rise of, 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 of everything, it's like, if you have an idea, I mean, nothing, no amount of money will be able to beat a simple, beautiful idea, you know? And, and that's, I always joke with John Teasdale, who I made, contender in action news with that like my life's goal he is a very intricate game lover like he loves the games that are like got a, a, the gigantic book that you're punished if you don't read it twice like you know he loves that stuff and i'm like if i can invent uno I would kill myself immediately. <laughs> like that would be the greatest thing that I could possibly do. The the greatest goal is the simplest possible thing. Uno. 
<laughs> like that's it. I will have known. I have we, like put it on my gravestone. I'm slumped over a chair with some index cards or some weird stuff written on them, <laughs> but they're covered in blood, so we don't know what they say. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, and and I, I think that that's that's the lesson that you see with all these indie games that go that go wild. Uh, uh you know, just I, I, this is a, a larger kind of meta point, but it's like the more you can communicate, the clearer the message that is in your head that you can get out to as many people as possible. That's the secret to everything. It's the secret to creation. Like is, is just how the fidelity of going from your brain to other people's brain uh, without the static or the noise getting in the way. And, and there's a balance there. I was thinking about this the past week or so, but like there's a balance there between the simplicity of the message cutting through the noise and like the fidelity or the accuracy of your message, right? Yeah. You know, a shorter, simpler message has a lot of impact, but you also don't get the nuance of it where a very nuanced statement or, or concept idea can be very intellectually interesting and very interesting if, if you, you know, are able to dig all the way down, but you cut people out who that appeals to, you know, there, uh, uh, Andrew was once telling me of an idea he had for a story, uh, where it'd be like a time travel story where modern people would end up, let's say, in like ancient Rome, and and this is there's no TARDIS language thing, so everybody's just kind of yelling at each other, and everyone's confused, and then eventually, at some point, somebody farts, <laughs> and everybody laughs. <laughs> like, and that's something that's always stuck with me. The idea that like, beyond the fact that farts are hilarious, like, uh, uh, that it's like, why does that cut through s space and time and language and culture and everything? Because it is a, a common idea that we all understand that we understand from, from childhood. And it doesn't matter how much we are ashamed of it. It doesn't matter how much we find it hilarious. It, it matters that we know it. And, mm -hmm. and that, the concept of fidelity for ideas is something that I think uh, uh, the more I have come to understand that as the true North star and less the complexity of the idea that I can think of the, the, the better my work has become. There's it's interesting when you look at like, why was Mickey mouse like a global phenomenon? You know, why did people watch Mickey mouse everywhere? Easy to understand, simple conflict. Dude's trying to get the steamboat down the river. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, thanks. You know, he's just trying, trying to take his date out on a picnic. You know, just simple, simple conflicts, but the facial descriptions between you know Mario, like the the genius of a Nintendo game, that first level teaches you how to play the game, and then you're into it. And there's a lot of a lot of great kind of universal things that if you just stop to pick them up and look at them, you go, oh. Cool. I, I understand a little bit more about why a thing works, you know, and it can also be like, you know, movies. Sometimes people go like, oh, this movie sucks. It's like Spider-Man, you know, no way home. Like I enjoyed it. Writing wise, there's something going on at Marvel, which kind of frustrates me where it feels like there's like it's like a, eight factories building the thing and they just put the parts that kind of fit together and then put glue in between them. And some of the parts are pretty good, but it doesn't feel like, you know. A super cohesive, yeah, yeah. But each element, like, oh, it's really good, it's really good, and and like, and I enjoy, I enjoyed Spider Man No Way Home. Let me let me, let me get very clear. I did. It's not 
I loved the other two better. I like the other two much better than this one. But I understand why this because this this gave us things. It was a wonderful gift of all these surprises in it were wonderful. But uh, it's worth analyzing. Why? Why is this the most successful Sony film of all time and going to be one of the top grossing MCU movies of all time? Why? Why is that? When And you look at, like, can't just say because MCU, because you look at the box office performance of Black Widow, Chang-Chi, and Eternals, and the MCU, oh, my God, ain't there. You sure. Know, they did, you know. Yeah. So COVID, and, COVID, and get, you know, under, you know, and, and, and VOD and everything. But, like, but, yeah. But Spider-Man, people... People know the Spider-Man story. He's a kid. He got powers. He lost his uncle or parents, whatever, and saves saves the like. It's not a it's not a complicated story. Even even what I assume that they set up in that third film is probably not. Well, I, I, I would say that I would say that too. It's like, and I can understand Eternals and Ching Chi having problems are not known, but like Black Widow was known. Like she's been in a big part of the MCU before Spider-Man, and so she's been there. But that was a movie that did, you know. There, there. Sometimes things just sort of resonate in ways. Well, yeah. I mean, and and I don't know. This is going to get into kind of a a separate no way home like <laughs> thing. But I think a thing that Marvel's been really, really good at, and especially considering where they're going now with their multiverse stuff, is that they never want to spit in the face of their hardcore audience, like the biggest cheer and the most emotional moment in no way home involves characters from the lowest grossing and, and among the most reviled movies that is paying off things that happened in a movie that the least amount of people saw and, and uh, was, was disliked by the critics a lot. That being said, the people that ate that dog food love this character <laughs> they in fact they probably love this character the most and they deserve to have that moment and i think that's partly why they've they've earned the kind of goodwill they marvel knows what their fans are they know what they want and 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 instead of doing some glib kind of like well you kind of sucked and nobody liked this element of 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 this thing like uh, they 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 honored every element of it, and and I think that there's there's uh, there's an element of understanding who you're talking to and what you're gonna do, and and uh, the best art tends to have it. The best populist art tends to have it. I think like when I don't know, and I've always liked that stuff more than I've liked the stuff that can hide behind the idea of like, well, you just didn't get it because it was too complex. Sorry, you just didn't understand it. <laughs> yeah, like I always hate I watched- that. I watched the red letter media guys defend uh midnight mass. Like, I don't know if you watched that. I haven't, I've no. heard that. I have heard that that's good from the people who like horror films in my life. But I, I, I guy, it was an interesting premise. I got really boring. And then people, it was like, I watched them defend like, cause there's site, there are points where people talk and they have conversations that don't go anywhere. They don't affect the outcome of the story or their characters and stuff. And they're like, well, you know, <laughs> they're like going like, Sometimes, you know, like they're like, we like this. And I'm like, ah, a couple Catholic guys like this really deep Catholic discussion about death, you know, like, oh, yeah, shocker. Um, but uh, I'm like, I could take their argument they said of why this was fine. And I could apply it to Phantom Menace. Yeah. And say, yeah, like, yeah. Like, I'm like, so why, why was that not okay? Why was this okay? Because you are interested in this. Yes. And if I was the super nerd Star Wars diehard fan, a Jedi Council 
the minutes of a Jedi Council meeting would be riveting to me. And so, and I kind of made me think about like when we critic, like to me, I'm like, both were bad to me. Like, like I'm not, the story wasn't being served, but. And that's, and that's what we look at, right? I mean, like how, like the vast majority of the backbone of all the conversations, the hours and hours and hours of conversations that, that uh, uh, Andrew, you and I have had about, you know, uh, art and especially movies and TV shows have largely centered on the idea of characters, plot, motivations. The things that we've appreciated the most have been the most elegant combinations of these things that have in surprising and exciting ways moved all those things forward. They made the characters more complex and rich. They made the plot uh, uh, seamless to the point where you were getting little things and then they eventually paid off in big ways. Uh, uh, but, you know, some people pay attention to different things. Some people legit just go to movies because they want to see the costumes. Yeah. And I, and I, it's, you can't, you can't, I have to be careful to not undervalue other people having reasons for liking a thing. And, in you know, cause I like, you know, we ripped into uh rogue one justifiably. So, but if you're a person who likes games and role playing and stuff and, that movie's riveting to you because you're uh, now I'm here and now I got to watch this go on and now and if you're looking if you're you're at that level of it it's fine if you're looking at the bigger like wait why did they, what like what you know then it doesn't make as much sense but that doesn't mean and there are movies that I love that people would go like you like that yeah yeah hey hey what do you say we we do a little, we do some picks huh All right why do you say we do some picks sure some after things picks uh, uh I'll I'll go. Go. Uh, I'm going to pick right, the righteous Bryce, gemstones. Why don't you go, Bryce? Why don't you go, Bryce? I'll go. Go ahead. Okay, I'll go. I'm just going to go, everybody. Right, so gonna my go. pick's going to be the righteous gemstones. Damn, that show's good. God, it's good. It's just so, I just like being around them. It, ex yep. Exactly. I was, tell, I was talking to somebody else. I I think uh, Edie, Edie Patterson, is that her name? Oh, uh, yep. Uh, I think she is like the best actor on that show home and run I, hitter. And I don't remember any of her lines. I don't remember any of the very, very funny. I things remember she's, a few they're, of her lines. They're yeah, great. I can't repeat any of them. I but. know. Now, in <laughs> fact, the one that I laughed at was from her <laughs> was, was on the righteous gemstone subreddit of her reaction to, uh, uh, Eli's, uh, admission, uh, on last night's episode. But, uh, oh yeah, that was, that was, uh, man, this, it's a very interesting show. And I, I think they, they know what, they're doing to some degree, right? Um, uh, gosh, I can't talk about last week's episode without spoiling it, but I think that they have shown that they know what they're doing in the face of some interesting decisions, character motivation wise. I, I love that. And they did the same thing last season is they set up. This is our predicament. You're like, all right, and that's not the predicament. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I think, they was also very used used very successfully in Succession. I think Succession is the same thing of like to a much higher well, scale. Well, Succession I of, think does it in a different way. Sure. Whereas Succession is brilliant in that that world, it shows you kind of the surreality of that world. That things that are the only world changing, world breaking. Uh, things that are threatening to like just tear the universe that we know it is, uh, 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 you know, uh, are, are are about to happen, and everyone's panicked about it. And then sometimes it just kind of goes away, and 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 the next episode begins, and you're like, yeah, you're gonna go to mom's birthday party, <laughs> yeah. like, 
uh, uh, whereas I think righteous gemstones is a little bit more like they are. It, there's more of a con continuity. Well, I, 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 they're, they're, they're this, telling they're arcs. telling a different uh, uh, a different kind of story. Like it is very much a story driven. Like the characters are so funny, but they need to be brought along. Like and and you see this a lot with um, Danny McBride and and Jody Hill. And I think it's the reason why they love horror so much, which is obviously extraordinarily story. It's a very, very story driven, uh, uh, medium, like very blunt force. Like <laughs> literally there's a serial killer and he's killing everybody. Get out of the house before the serial killer kills you. Yeah. Um, I think that they, they are not afraid to hit you over the head with what is, is going on. But like, like Andrew said, like they're also very savvy to be like, Hit you, hit, hit you with the okie doke here and again. And yeah. uh, uh, like, I'll, I'll just say, I was very worried that the way one episode ended would lead to an entire season long. Well, what is they, what do they know? What do we know? What do they know? And it ended up being the best case, which was just, they talked to each other off screen. We're moving on. <laughs> we're going to the next step. Yeah. Um, Cause I just, I hate when shows do that. Just get stuck in one. Oh, thing I was like, like, well, yeah, that's like what was horrible about Lost was oh, yeah. they're like a we can't have our characters talk because then the the the, the jig is up. It's like sure. no, have your characters talk and have there be a conflict. And that's what they did. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, Bryce. Like you're like, oh, is it going to be about? The, and they're like, next season they're in the car. I'm like, oh, we talked. Okay, okay. so yeah. and then but then he's like, I'm not buying it. I don't believe them. They told me the thing, but I don't. I'm like, oh, this is so much better. This yeah. is so much. Rather than doing Three's Company, like the friggin' Three's Company, like Chrissy accidentally overheard him say something, you know, incomplete and whooped. Right. And that was lost, was like Three's Company logic after towards the end of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, and then just, good God, the talent, especially this season, to add uh, uh, Eric Roberts. Eric uh, Andre? To add uh, uh, Eric okay, Andre. Eric Andre. Yeah. yeah. Like, just uh of uh, uh amazing it's, they're yeah they're, they're they're so 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 good and it's funny about eric robert because i remember i think it was season one or whatever there was a whole uh best of the best you know he'd made uh you know jesse had made an eric roberts reference about you know best of the best which is a great film by the way yeah. if you ever saw that you ever seen price no i don't one and, of the best martial arts film series. And we still haven't seen Uncle Baby Billy. We still haven't, uh, haven't uh, we still haven't yet. gotten Uncle Baby Billy in our lives, which will which will be uh, which will be amazing. So, yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I was the only time I ever fluttered on on Righteous Gemstones, which will be my pick as well. Um, is is like yeah, this is that first episode kind of some felt a little weird. I didn't know how much of it was you know that, that they had issues stopping their season, stopping their shooting during COVID, how much they had to recut, how much might've changed. Uh, uh, but as soon as they even got to the second episode, I was all in. And this episode, like, good Lord, good Lord. It's just so good. Stuff. Andrew, you got a pick? I do have a pick. I pulled it up here. I, I've mentioned this book before. It's the attention factory, the story of TikTok and China's bite dance. And, um, TikTok is not an app that I can spend much time in because like literally makes my brain explode like the Max Headroom blipverts, <laughs> but it is undeniable and is real and it's a very big thing. And it is ByteDance is a company that you'll almost you'll hear TikTok mention the news. You never hear ByteDance mentioned in the news. 
the founder of ByteDance and the, the co-founders, he is a fascinating, very, very clever guy that I think you know probably should be mentioned in the same breath as Evan Spiegel and Zuckerberg, et cetera. Um, I think I may have said this before, like ByteDance literally was a company he was inspired by Apple and Steve Jobs quote about the intersection of, 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 you know, arts and technology. And that's where Byte and dance come from art, technology, Mm. verse. Um, so the, the, every medium that takes off, there's often, and and remember ByteDance is a family of products and TikTok being one of them. When something takes off, it's because they take something maybe we did before or they take something familiar and it makes it easier for us to do. Uh, Twitter was great because Twitter said, you know, maybe you don't have to have to write a blog post to justify sharing an article or to make a point. You can put something in 140 characters and put it out there and then that can be a meme in somebody else's head. Twitter became this amazing way for sharing memes. Facebook took kind of the group email and put it into you know a portal in the other and the other features and stuff and Facebook took off because of that. Um, and you still look at why does each medium work and what did TikTok do? You know, TikTok, like where Instagram worked because Instagram, like everybody has a camera, they take crappy cap- cameras, we'll add a filter. And now you feel like now you're, now you want to share. And TikTok was taking that idea and they, the story, the book goes through the evolution of who, who did first, whatever. But hey, if we let people use 30 seconds of a song and then they have a thing to do, and also we have this culture of people emulating, which started, they showed like the spread of like how it started in China where people were copying what one person did and doing the, the like, don't judge me by changing the look and how that became, hey, there's a structure for a TikTok story. You know, one, we have music to increase. Music is like a filter. It increases the production value. And then here's a premise and here's a twist. And each time you watch this, though, you get to see somebody different do this. And that's what's yeah. going to be. And you, you look at. And that's not all TikTok. Obviously, TikTok's way much more of that. But you look at like the main things that sort of keep driving and go get, you know, go spread. And they talk about like, uh, what was it like Old Country Road or whatever, you know, like Old how, Town Road, uh, Old Town Road, you know, how that spread. And yeah. and um, Lil Nas X is a genius. You look at this, you look at his history of this guy kept at it, kept at it, kept at it, kept trying stuff, heard a loop, liked it, bought the rights to it, made the song and blew up and just amazing but anyhow you look at how like that took off when other people said well i'll do my version and it's got that hook that fits that twist and so anyhow i'm a big really enjoyed the book it made me think a lot about why do things work and bite dance was a company where the founder was like i am going to try to make something successful i'm going to try to crack this thing while other people are at it we're going to iterate and we're going to keep moving why did the other ones that were doing the same space why did they either go away or get absorbed etc so um yeah, that sounds fascinating. I mean, the TikTok, I, I use, I, I do use TikTok a good bit, but it has, I think, set up its own language for how to share media, create and share media, which is the stitches, the duos, yeah, the pointing, the on-screen text stuff, uh, integrating a camera shooting app into the editing app, um, stickers, filters, voice effects, adding music, like, uh, it's 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 fascinating and yeah you see you see the 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 knockoffs or the copycats of like youtube stories and you look at instagram reels and all that stuff and uh i think they probably reels do a, yeah i mean or, yeah i think yeah cuz snap snapchat really was 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 the story thing but but certainly reels uh uh that is that is a dead knockoff of of what they wanted to do and by and all could, accounts those are fine copycats technically speaking but the and culture. I could go into like you, you could do a theme on two two things. One is like 
Spiegel with with Snapchat, they started creating like those like the kind of the local sort of narrative sort of stories. And that was his idea of like, oh, if you live in, you know, Burbank, you're, you go to this college, here's their story. And that was popular. But it was so intensive to create it because his solution was an old media model of like, we'll have a bunch of people producing these things. And it was never going to scale. TikTok's algorithm, it's algorithm, make the tools easy for people to create stuff, let the algorithm do, rely on the algorithm and their reliance on algorithms is fascinating. And they are a scary company. They really are a scary company because how widespread and their capabilities there. You mentioned something before about like what Wordle was great. There was no sign in. That was the beautiful thing about TikTok. Yep. Yeah. No effing sign in. And, no and that just, that reading that alone made me think like, yeah, how can I make apps? Because you're so used to the idea. Oh, like, I'm like, no, like it can use local storage. I can use these other factors. I can have a thing where you go into it and use it. I can give you sign in to create, but I can make sure that nobody else can mess with what you do here by putting in your browser. Things like that, that other developers go, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, no, like that's, and if if you get thirty percent drop off each way, and you have that happen three times, you're left with nobody. Yeah. yeah, and there there are shades of that, right? Like there 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 are different levels. Like Wordle doesn't even have accounts. You couldn't do it if you wanted to. TikTok, you can use it once you download it, but then you want to do anything, and they they bug you to to sign up and make an account. Or like even even Substack, which we've talked highly of on this show. You go to someone's Substack page, and it says. Do you want to sign up for this thing? And they there's a button right there. It's big. It says, no, I just want to read it first. And then it goes away and you can just read it. And if you want to subscribe, you'll subscribe later. And I've ended up doing that of, hey, this is uh, interesting. What do I like what their stuff is? Well, I don't know yet, but I go in and I look and I make that judgment myself. And a Substack, which does have a little bit of a centralization by what email you sign up for everything, um, uh, there's... There, you 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 there you have a little hurdle because you want people to use the service, but you let people walk by it, and it's not it doesn't like end the world. There's not a big gate that says you can't do anything without giving me a thing. Like there's a certain amount of uh, I don't know, just giving. It's just, just uh, I don't well, know. yeah, it, it's it's you. Some people create stuff and they forget they live in a world where competition exists and competition for attention. Yeah, and. And that's a frustrating thing I've encountered a lot and working develop with other people. So I'm like, well, people want this, they're going to do it. I'm like, there's there's some, yes, it's true. There's some things, if you have a thing and you're the only person that sells the widget and people need to buy widgets, like, yes, that is true. But when you live in a world and you can think, you think like, oh, no, ours is really special. I'm like, no, you're not. And you, if you have that friction, also, they may not even care about the problem anymore. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, the innovation factory, that's my pick. Attention factory gentlemen then after diamond club hopes you have enjoyed this broker <laughs>